0: Hello and welcome to Wake and Jake, myself, BBD, we are talking ball. CSs are underway. ALCS 1-0, Texas Rangers as they win a 2-0 game. Jordan Montgomery traded away from the Yankees because they didn't think he could start playoff games. Really awesome playoff start. 6.2, Shuddy into the vaunted Texas Rangers pen who they do their job Uh, We'll talk about that series and and what has changed in one game. Phillies and my snakes about to tee it up tonight. Uh, There's also a little uh, Buster Only came out with an article that was uh, biggest questions for the AL and NLCS, so we'll dive into that. And we'll touch upon the football a little bit. It It was a nice weekend of football. I play some good bets and some bad bets. We'll talk about that. Let's do some baseball, you know, by now. Houston lost game one at home. Jordan Montgomery shoved. Um, Evan Carter, the rookie, put on a display. Big controversy. Controversy is dramatic. Big story right now is Evan Carter is out of the game two lineup. Uh, for Amber Valdez, the lefty on the bump. I think Evan Carter uh, is like 0 for 10 versus lefties, So the Rangers aren't going to start him. I assume that means our guy Robbie Grossman. We'll be back in the middle of that lineup. He sure is. Oh yeah, hitting third, knock him around, Bobby. He is mashing lefties. So, Mitch Garver down there. Uh, the only, there's only two pure lefties in the Rangers lineups today. Lineups today: Nate Lowe, Nathaniel Lowe, uh, and Corey Seager. So they're playing the matchup game against Framber. I know Texas Ranger fans were feeling pretty good. Uh, Josh Young and Leody Tavares, one of last night's heroes, with his solo home run uh, with nice numbers off of Framber. Simeon, solid. Uh, The rest of the people not really jumping off the map. Nathaniel Lowe, not bad. Uh, As Houston will take on Ivaldi, a couple of those guys have really good numbers. Jordan, Bregman, Altuve. Uh, So that's going to be an interesting to see. Is he going to navigate that? Uh, is he going to get banged around? Is playoff Nathan Avaldi the folk hero that he's kind of been built up to be pitching in Texas? I would lean, yeah. Um, but that's why we play the games. And that's actually Framber Valdez uh, in that Buster Only article I referenced. He was listed as one of the question marks uh, that rival execs were wondering. What kind of performance they were going to see Because Framber um, Was dominant last year 2.82 ERA He had that quality start streak Uh, Not exactly uh, The same deal Uh, That sinker That used to be his dominant It allowed him to be better each time Through the rotation People don't think that's What it is And uh, Framber did get touched up um, a couple times in recent playoff starts. So I'm interested to see the Texas Rangers, who are locked in, and I know we're coming off of a 2-0 game, but it doesn't feel like they give give away too many at-bats. They're obviously familiar. Both sides are. Uh, the Texas Rangers did play almost a perfect game last night. No base running errors, no defensive errors. Monty and the rest of the pitching staff was great. Um, even that the Bregman ball that ends up Next to the Crawford boxes, uh that's one of those in baseball any any given day. Something can happen just a little different if Bregman is not even a half second like how what what difference is the timing between Alex Bregman hitting that ball into the Crawford boxes and him hitting it ten feet to the right. I don't know, not a numbers guy, but uh Texas gets it done. they'll at least split in Houston. And they're about to play a 3-37 a central time playoff game, which that feels weird, coming off of a night game on Sunday into that. Um, and interested to see how Jordan reacts. The, this is kind of live. Beep, 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 beep. Dusty had a very odd interview talking about uh, Jordan. Basically, he came out and he said, everyone... Everyone is sick. I'm sick. Jordan's sick. I don't know. It's kind of odd. Quotes. Uh, Jordan Alvarez didn't run out when they did the player introductions yesterday, so people were wondering what that is. And it's always a fun game to play, I guess, it, unless you're a Houston fan. But imagine when, if you're actually sick, if you actually are like horribly sick, and you have to play a sport, that would stink. Jordan flu game. Uh let's see where the rest of that series goes. It is always funny to to break it down in a seven game set. Texas has to win 3 of the next 6. That would be the math. Houston has to win 4 of 6 games against a good Texas Rangers team. So the the stat that popped up was I think teams that win game 1 win 62% of the time. If they win the first two games, going back to Texas for three, that would that would Screw the books? Not a phrase. Not even close to a phrase. Um excited to see how Houston responds. Every time they are asked to respond, they usually answer the call. Uh well, meanwhile, if you're Texas, you know, the offense didn't necessarily click last night and you still came out of Houston with a dub. And the last time Houston was shut out in the playoffs, uh, I want to say it was the Atlanta Braves. In the World Series. So let's see what goes on there. D backs and Phillies will tee it up tonight at 8 p.m. We got Zach Gallen wearing the North Carolina blue, repping MJ. He is a North Carolina guy. Uh, big moment for him. I mean, Zach Gallen, if you're in the walls of baseball, you know Zach Gallen. Uh, he's one of the top pitchers in the game. The past couple years, Cy Young votes in 20 and 22, and he will be in it this year. Uh, Also important, uh, he is a Boris guy uh, who will hit free agency in a couple years. 2026, so that's two years. Plays 24, plays 25. Jordan Montgomery, another Boris guy, earning himself a lot of money from his pitching in these very playoffs. Uh Zach Allen goes into Philly where he's a local boy uh he's from Jersey, but he's from like the Jersey part of Philly. Famously, we interacted with parts of his family in the Philadelphia parking lot. You got his brother, I got his dad
1: yeah, I got his brother in like the hotel casino
0: lobby, right, and you got his dad in the parking lot, yes. Uh, and Zach Gallen famously mad at us for not taking him during our Cy Young draft this year, which was a horrid mistake. Um, Everyone got a little cute on that one. Everyone's last rounds got cute, and and we felt bad about it. And that's just our bad. That's just straight up our bad. Um, so the 28-year-old in his prime going up against the Phillies lineup. It's Bryce Harper's birthday. Do what you want with that. That guy's a tough out either way. 31 years old. Younger than Judge. Yeah. Younger than me.
1: Um, There's a, There was a boost on one of the apps that we're going to talk about later for him
0: to hit a homer. I took it. Interesting. Uh, I talked about it on Talking Baseball. I might have mentioned it here. I do like the Gallon matchup a little better versus the Phillies lineup than Spencer Strider. Uh, Spencer Strider is basically two pitches fastball slider. It's an electric fastball, it's an electric slider. That being said, with how good these Phillies hitters are, if you can reduce it to two options, and I know Strider's been throwing a changeup a little more this year, uh, but in that final playoff start, you know, he threw one early that was really high, didn't look like he had a feel for that pitch, never really felt like threat. And for how dominant and nasty he can be, if you're throwing that lineup of Phillies players a 50 50 option, a fastball slider, Uh, there's a good chance they're going to run into a couple, and they ended up running into a couple, uh, and now the Braves are out of the playoffs. Zach Gallen, nice pitch mix, awesome location. I was very impressed watching him pitch to uh, the Dodgers. I mean, tunneling, like any of the new age stuff, if you want to label it, you know, used to just be deception. Uh, Excited to see him against the Phillies lineup because I think he he can get them in between where... If they're geared up for one or the other, they just got too many guys who are a problem. Uh, and it'll also be interesting to see, let's say they do get to Zach Gallen. Philly's feeling good. Like, Philly Dodgers and Braves were the big dogs in the National League this year. And it was like, hey, you know, Phillies could do their thing again, but they're going to have to get through those guys. It took out the Braves in four, just like they did last year. Dodgers, not there waiting for them. Philly's feeling really good. If they can get to Gallon today, the Diamondbacks ace, that could be all she wrote. That could be walking around confident, we can't be stopped. Uh, I don't see that happening. Uh, I think Gallon, Gallon is going to give them a really good start. I think the Diamondbacks will have one bunch inning. That's how they've been doing it this year. Wouldn't it be surprised if it's early on Wheeler, too. Uh, maybe first or second time around. Excited to see how both teams' bullpens come into play here. I think both of these bullpens have talented guys, and they have guys that are peaking, doing the, the October peaking, which you need in your bullpen. Uh, and there's also just going to be some guys put in interesting spots. I mean, Matt Strom closing out the playoff game against the Braves. Feels cool when it happens and it looks good. What's it going to feel like otherwise? Uh, Ryan Thompson and Andrew Salfrank coming out of the Diamondbacks pen are going to be put into some spots with this Phillies lineup that are just going to be crazy. There's going to be a middle inning or two. Zach Allen is an ace. You're expecting and hoping for six out of him. That's kind of a playoff standard for your, a true one-type guy. Credit to the Snakes, Seawald and Ginkle, 8-9, and nine, have been pretty lights out. So that seventh inning, or if they need help getting through the sixth, uh, that's going to be the fun lane to navigate if you're Tori Lovello and the Snakes. Uh, while meanwhile, the Phillies are probably saying the same thing, but they've actually been attacking that lane more. They've been doing everything they can to keep the lead uh with Alvarado, Sir Anthony. Um you know, even last game we saw Kimbrel come out in the 7th and they figure and Topper finish figures out the rest. So interested to see how tonight's game goes. Hope we get some good back and forth. Um and I I think the other news out of baseball world today was Kim Ang left uh the Florida Fish. They uh they she had an option on her contract. She opted out. It sounds like they were going to hire someone above her, like a president mm-hmm. of Baseball Ops or whichever title they want to give it. I think that's important because, A, Kim Ang has done a good job. Uh, the Marlins got to the playoffs this year. Over your Padres, over your Mets. Like, behind,
1: what, uh, behind like good moves at the deadline. It's not like right. she inherited some awesome situation. Jake like, Berger,
0: how are you? Um, yeah, I know the Mets, I saw the Mets thrown around, but they also just hired a president of baseball operations. So if she's not into having someone, she has to report to someone that job seems out. The Yankees are supposedly auditing and she has ties to the Yankees. Uh, you wonder if there's a situation where she could get involved, but at the same time, I don't really see Brian Cashman giving up power, and there's also two other old GMs floating around the Yankees.
1: Yeah, like a full, full, full speculation, completely speculating, not based on any reports. Uh, Seems like if there was one job she would take where somebody could be above her, it would be the Yankees one.
0: Yeah, or even uh, If that
1: was a cashman elevated to president or how about GM.
0: Davis, there's a popular television show called Succession. Mm-hmm. Maybe something like that. If that factored in, that could be interesting. Um there is another open job that people haven't seemed too excited for. The Boston Red Sox. Mm-hmm. What would that look like? So uh Kim Ang, the first interesting baseball. Free agent. Um, Excited to see where she lands. Uh, Obviously, one of... Well, at this point, it's one of baseball's cooler stories. First female GM. uh, Again, was a grind to get there. Definitely too much of a grind. But, uh, she's already found a certain level of success, and hopefully that tees her up for the next level of success. And, I partially hope that's for my Yankees. Um, So... Let's see what happens there Excited to see the playoffs tonight God Old man managers Bochi Baker Is Lavello the young man on the scale? How old is Tori I think Lavello? Tori's I think Tori's How old, the young
1: man old do you think Tori Lavello is? I feel like I Stuff. know
0: 52
1: I was going to say I think I was going to say 53 Let's
0: Tori see Lavello. Oh, 58 Good for him Good Looks for him. Good. I thought it could have been higher, but you never, you know, the gray in the beard.
1: He's got Rob Thompson beat. He's 60. He's Dusty's older old. than
0: Rob Thompson?
1: Or, er, no, okay. Rob is older than him. Um, All
0: managers over 58. Huh?
1: Yeah. I don't have Bochi's age off the top of my head. No, he's got that number beat. 68. Oh. I I knew he had the number beat. I just didn't know what the number was. Gabe Kapler,
0: 48 years old. Free agent.
1: Uh, that- I was uh, around when when, sometime this weekend, I forget what inspired it specifically, but I remember that Eric Wedge got a
0: uh. got
1: an interview with the Yankees in 17. And I went. I was like, how oh, old is he? I think he's 48 right now. Or, or no, he's 48 at the time of that interview. I was like, oh, wasn't old. And I was like, oh, all right. He's he's just such a, such a weird lane in baseball.
0: So wait, he didn't get a manager job when he was young?
1: He got manager jobs when he was young when he got the Yankees job. When he got the Yankees oh. interview, he was like I think he's 48 at that
0: time. Cuz I was going to say Eric Wedging. Yeah, he's had two
1: manager jobs, yes.
0: I remember him even
1: at least in his 30s. Yeah, he he was a young man manager.
0: He's 55 now. Yeah. Wedge was named the 39th manager of the Cleveland Indians at that time. That was a record. That was in 2002. Mm-hmm.
1: He He's was currently 35 f- his first year. Currently
0: 55. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, that's young. Yeah. When we were young. Sorry to Eric
1: Wedge, you had a time like this. Sorry to Eric Wedge.
0: Sorry for us and Eric Wedge. Uh, that's. It's kind of the baseball. We'll be live streaming tonight. Like BBD will mention, we'll be placing some bets at the DraftKings Sportsbook because you can place a $5 bet on baseball, and you'll get $200 instantly in bonus bets. Plus, all customers can take a crack at a sweet payday with DraftKings' same-game parlays. Put a couple bets together, rack them up for a shot at a major payout. So what are you waiting for? Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code BAKERS new customers can score $200 in bonus <laughs> bets for betting just $5 on baseball. Only on the DraftKings Sportsbook with code BAKERS the crown is yours. Gaming problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York call 888 8778 hope wire text HOPE and Connecticut help is available for problem gaming call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsible. On behalf of Boo Hill Casino Resort, licensee partner of Golden Nugget Lake Charles, 21 plus, ages are by jurisdiction, void in Ontario, acdkng.co slash baseball for eligibility, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Big football weekend. I'll even caress the college football just a little bit because we had a big boy game. Uh, if you're easing your way into college football season, or if you're not number eight, verse number seven, uh, in the beautiful, in the beautiful Pacific Northwest, UW dub Washington verse Oregon, number eight, verse number seven in UW. dub bone, Knicks, Penix, couple Heisman candidates at quarterback. Be careful how you say that one. Uh, Washington ends up winning my goodness. Uh, some dramatics to end the first half. Oregon goes uh, for a touchdown instead of a field goal. At the end of the half, there's potential three points or seven points, depending how that play would go down. Uh, and then Oregon is driving at the end of the end of the game. They end up settling for a field goal. Missed 43-yard field goal to tie it. That's your ball game. Uh, Oregon's head coach took responsibility for the loss because there's a couple things. Uh, this was a fun game, and both of these teams are really good. If this game gets played at Oregon, Oregon wins. This play- game got played at Washington. Washington won. Uh, Washington's a lot of fun to watch. Their QB is fun. They have three really talented wide receivers. Uh, Oregon and Bo Nix, man, the the transformation that guy has made. Also, great college running back named Bucky Irving for Oregon. Um, Like mentioned it on here briefly before. This is like the season that the Pac-12 has been waiting for with how good their conference is. They're interested to see if anyone actually makes it out undefeated, uh, and they probably won't because the division is really good and... If you're a traditional college football person, USC, Notre Dame, kind of doesn't get, so there are traditions that get better than that. I guess for me, it's always going to be a frozen moment in time, like Matt Leinert, Reggie Bush, and those USC teams, they were as like cool of a team, as I really saw. I know the U, and the U was their own thing, but those USC teams, Pete Carroll, you guys know how I currently feel about him. Um, and Notre Dame, I mean, they're just Notre Dame. Like, we get jazzed up for them, and it feels like we always overhype them. They actually get a nice feather in their cap. They kind of blow out USC. Uh, number one pick, Caleb Williams, um, has a couple tough turnovers. Uh, Notre Dame, 48-20 to 20 in that one. so USC goes from the unbeatens to the beatens. Unbeatens to the beatens? That doesn't sound great. Um, and... The other guy that's probably going to be a top quarterback for this NFL draft, Drake May out of North Carolina, they're undefeated. They beat Miami. You remember Miami should have been undefeated, but their coach basically intentionally lost them the game. Uh, They came out and they fought in this game, which that was kind of the question, right? Like, which Miami are you going to get? Are you going to get a pissed-off team that just came off the worst loss you could possibly have and fight? Or are you going to get a team that kind of rolled over? They didn't. Uh, ended up being a good game. North Carolina pulls away massive third quarter, 21 points. Um, So, yeah, I don't know. It was like, it was some good college football. I was tuned in, and it led into this week's NFL action, which I want to pat myself on the back. I've been trying to tee up which games I think are going to be the good ones, the must-watch for you, where I messed up a little bit. Bengals-Seahawks, it started out looking like it was going to be a shootout. Geno and the boys marching down the field. Bengals uh, put up a couple touchdowns in their first few drives. And then everyone shut down. Each team only gets a field goal in the second half. It was really ugly football. It felt like the Seahawks were constantly in the red zone. They got nothing done. Uh, So that one was on me. Where I was right. Chris Rose's Cleveland Browns coming off a bye week. That matters. Um, Where no one would have been right, P.J. Walker is playing for the Browns. No Deshaun Watson. So that's scary against an undefeated Niners team with a quarterback who hasn't been beaten. The weather was pretty brutal. Brock Purdy was struggling with that for a little bit. And the other thing for the Niners... They lose Christian McCaffrey and Debo in this game. So they're two super utility guys. Two guys you could split out wide, and they can run a deep route. Two guys you could hit for a slant. Two guys you could run a screen for. Two guys you could hand the ball off to them. They lost both of them. Changed the whole dynamic of their offense. You could see it. You could feel it. The Browns off the bye week at home. It was a a five-and-a-half point spread, which sniffed a little funny and then ended up a little funnier. Hey, The Niners had a kick to win it, which was a very makeable kick. And the rookie kicker, I think they drafted with their third-round pick, Jake Moody. Come on, man. Got to represent the Jakes better than that. Could have been a one-point win. Ends up being their first loss of the season. Um, The game I was not uh, super on, Jets-Eagles. How about that? The New York Jets somehow win this game. The Eagles go up. It's 14-3. to You think it's about to be what you think it's about to be. Eagles get sloppy with the football. Four turnovers. They felt careless, and a couple were fluky. Like, there was a throw to Goddard where he catches it, he gets popped, and it ends up in the D-lineman's hand. Quinn and Williams, both Williams bros, get a turnover in this game. That was a fun fact. Uh and then it just felt like it was never happening. I, with football teams sometimes you start to sputter and the tires start to spin out and you don't go anywhere. Philly gets shut out in the second half. The Philadelphia Eagles shut out by the Jets. This could be a huge building block win for them as we see Aaron Rodgers hanging out and throwing. What's that about? Like 5 weeks after surgery? 4 it was weeks? Like 34 days after? He was sending a message. He was sending a message. Eagles and Niners get their first losses. There will be no undefeated season in the NFL this year. How about that? Um, London game, no, not super into it. Dolphins end up putting up 42 again after being down 14-0, and it was like, oh, big spread in that game, NFL. Nope, Dolphins turn it on. They go nuts. Jags end up getting a, a big win if you're still wondering where your Jaguars are at. They're now 4-2. and two. Um, You know, they handle a Minshew game the way you should handle a Minshew game at home, which I've been critical of them before on that. And I guess the Detroit Lions, they went down to, down to Tampa uh, where Baker and the boys are playing a decent brand of football, right? They were 3-1 and one at home wearing the creamsicle unis. Shush. Didn't matter. Lions dominated them 20 to 6. Uh, they're for real, for real. I think you got to get, if you still have the mental block that I did a little bit of just like being the Lions, no, they're nasty. This is a road game. Um, golf throws for 353. Uh, St. Brown, uh, the sun god, he has a massive game. They're for real. And then I would just say, BBD, you're Giants. That was, I know we were watching with one eye open, but. Golly, yeah, could have ended differently.
1: They had, they had two ended two different opportunities to to end that game differently. If you recall, the the plays going into half, uh, where they run it with fifteen ish seconds left, not enough time to spike it again. Um, yeah. Other than that critical mistake, Tyrod. Didn't play specifically awful, but uh, I don't know if that's a good thing, that it right. didn't feel like a giant drop-off.
0: Yeah. Tyrod's yeah. one of the better backups. People are going for Danny Dimes a little bit today. Yeah. Uh, I will say, kind of like I've said with other other games, the spread in this game was massive. Um, half of the Giants team being from Buffalo matters, whether it's scouting players or just knowing the system that's been built there. I think that matters. Uh, Saquon came back, 24 for 93, and yeah, the Giants had two first and goals that resulted in zero points. So uh, a game they really could have won, and I don't know what that would have meant for them. Would have been a worse look for the Bills who survive.
1: They'd be they're entering the softer part of the schedule. So if you're the difference between two and four and one and five going into that,
0: feels a little different. Um, another, th- I'd, I'd say a final note for me from the NFL weekend, won't be talking about Broncos chiefs chargers Cowboys tonight. I guess I'm pretty excited to have that on the second screen. Uh, a
1: lot of fantasy implications in that one.
0: I do think there's a stat out there that this weekend, I think AFC against NFC was like seven and O or something like that. Might have hmm. to double check that. Let me see. Let me see if I have any matchups that line up. Um, Bengals are AFC, Seahawks NFC, Browns are AFC. Now. Yeah, so it's, it is something along those lines, uh, which that uh, would bode well for your Chargers who are at home tonight. Cowboys are one-and-a-half-point favorites. I'm at a point where I can't look at the game neutrally because I think I'm playing Justin Herbert in two leagues and you let fantasy football get into your head. I don't know. I have no idea if the Cowboys are about to respond and be the NFL and how about them Cowboys or if it's going to be LOL Cowboys. I really don't, because um, it could also be LOL Chargers uh, pretty quickly. Yeah. Yeah. So that'll be, that'll be on the side TV while we're streaming tonight with uh, NLCS. Phillies hosting the Snakes on tonight. Uh, we will be back later this week, and sports are kind of fun right now. NBA coming back end of the baseball playoffs, football's in a good spot. Boom.